If you if you edit this, this is going to be a series of callbacks that make no sense. So I don't think that's any editing. I don't, I've got no fucking patience anymore for editing. <laughs> it's the reason I'm starting this podcast back up and not in the cut. Yeah, I, I like the idea of uh, even if we decide to be a little bit more edited, I like the idea that we might end up just sort of like dumping this on people and saying, okay, well, okay, we got that out of our systems. <laughs> I mean, editing to me would be like just like breaking this into a smaller chunks yeah. and releasing them separately yeah. so they're a little more digestible. So make sure you don't make any callbacks across the future edit points. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which no, I will definitely, subdivide this yeah, into multiple episodes. Yeah, definitely. No, I'll, I'll cool. show an extreme amount of discipline and care. I mean, I do have 25 topics here. That might be a lot for one episode, but we can just rip through them well, and make we'll, multiple we'll, episodes we'll see out what of we it. Get through, yeah. Okay. Um, we, we do have more of this delicious Pabst American Pale Ale. Pabst American Pale Ale. And we are bros. Uh, yeah, here we are. I don't know. We haven't. We we've been talking for literally years now. I think about basically getting back to the crapshoot, and uh, we've been just busy with shit instead. Yeah, and you know the world kind of fell apart. Yeah, uh, for a second there, and you know that not, that like hasn't changed. It still yeah, yeah. is in you know. Em- well, I mean, the, 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 the world the world has gone into the geopolitical shitter, but uh, you also had like a a fairly tumultuous 2017 on top of just like the global picture. I did. And and in, in, in the moment, I just always felt like, well, I could just like hop back in and start, you know, working on a project like this again. And then it just never quite, I don't know. I never quite crossed the line with it. Really? Oh shit. Yeah. This, we have too much respect for our audience to just like record some bullshit conversation that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, we've, we've got to really set aside time to record bullshit before we're going to serve it to the listening audience. Right. Right. Um, got to be deliberate it's got to be steaming on the platter yep it's got to be <laughs> got to really uh, pop a squat if we want to uh, i feel like we're off to a good start it's good to be back it's um, good to be back Let, let's um let's harken back to an old tradition where i pull out the beer that i brought oh my classy so tall boys is a new thing i think i've never tried this i'm looking at a can of paps a tall boy of paps which whatever but i'm sorry no it's paps american pale ale uh, versus what I guess Paps was probably traditionally a Pilsner or lager. But, American-style you know, lager is yeah, probably what they yeah, would classify it as, yeah. I guess. Mostly what it is is Paps. It's like, you know, it's, right. it's macro brew American beer. It's right. very like It's an old standby. Yeah. Cheers. I, so it's like Paps has got a little bit more of a, a, a bitterness to it, is my immediate impression. It's got yeah, just like the slightest bit of follow-through, which yeah. Paps not well known for. Yeah that aspect a new uh, a new kind of papst a new kind of papst a new era 2018 it's coming back around miniature pizzas getting delivered by little girls <laughs> coming through we've I, I guess we've still like you told that story and we've just got that sitting in the can basically no or that's did you, published did you put that out oh, yeah, okay that's i don't a, listen to the podcast it's mixed so. like shit it sounds apologies to anyone who has like been subjected to that episode the audio the levels are way fucking cockamamie i don't know i like that moment too much it was good it was good and it was at the time was just going to be the spark of inspiration that got us recording again and (laughs) And that was november of 2017 that was april April. of 2018 so yeah that's the way it goes in other words it it worked yeah yeah (laughs) very slowly it's it's a it's a smolder it's like that coal fire under that town that's been burning for 30 years or whatever is that a true story yeah no there's there's some there's some town somewhere in america that was like a coal mining town i want to say and there was a the town was basically built over one of like the major veins or maybe some of the leavings or something like that 
And at some point it just caught fire. And it turns out if you light a coal fire underground, mm-hmm. you can't really put it out because it's underground. You can't suffocate it somehow. Uh, it just kept smoldering real slow. Like it also, oh, it didn't okay. explode. The town didn't go up in flames. I don't okay. think it just sort it's of has like been smoldering for decades. Tire fire type thing. No, no, no. Okay. It's, it's, it's more like, you know, constant coal fumes and it's too hot there. Can you just give me the closest Simpsons analog to every anecdote yeah, you tell that's, so that's, I actually have some basis? That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good. I think okay. that's, that'd be really good podcasting. People really, there, there hasn't been enough two white guys sitting around drinking beer and talking about the Simpsons. I think that's an Just talking about, hole. yeah, media franchises from their youth, just the, in the, general. The, the shitty thing here is like we cannot even credibly get away with being two white guys sitting around drinking beer, begging on white guys sitting around drinking beer, talking about The Simpsons. Like, oh, even yeah. that has been done too even much. Even that, that, I mean, that's almost like the more popular genre of podcasts. Yes. Anyways, is the self-aware dipshits. So we should talk about something, I think. Is yeah. what we should talk about. It's like, you know how, you know how everyone's like always complaining about how vegans are so uppity and I always talk about how they're vegans all sure. the time. Yeah. And how in real life you hear people complain about vegans 10 quadrillion times as often as you actually hear vegans do the thing that's being complained about. Yep. And it's just like, well, you're just complaining to, for the, because you are doing a thing where you're complaining about the thing that doesn't even really yep. credibly exist in comparison there to was, the irritating there, thing where you just sit around and complain about it all the time. There was just a Metafilter thread specifically That's about... That's probably why I'm up in arms yeah, about vegan it. stuff. And yeah, I ended up leaving a note basically... I wrote like a two-page comment and I was like, I'm not posting a fucking two-page <laughs> comment in this thread. So I deleted the whole thing. And then I rewrote like a half-page version of it because it was still up my shirt. But it was like, it was such a frustrating discussion because it's a situation where people have reasons to be annoyed about things that have happened to them and people they've encountered in their lives. And there are people, there are people who are vegan and are obnoxious. And there are mm. people who have dealt with the obnoxiousness of those people. Just like there are people who are obnoxious atheists and obnoxious religious people and obnoxious manly man eat meat eaters. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's fucking obnoxious people in the world. There's lots of them. They exist. I, I think by and large, most people are not particularly obnoxious, even though everybody's capable of being kind of obnoxious mm-hmm. or annoying sometimes. Most people dispositionally are not obnoxious people, but there's enough out there that everybody deals with obnoxious people. Um, and this is even setting aside any of the amplifying effects of pop culture and social media to bring obnoxiousness in front of us. So you're going to encounter someone who is simultaneously obnoxious and doing a thing that you don't do. And what it comes down to is, is it's really easy from a human perspective to associate the obnoxiousness with the thing you don't do and then just sort of use the thing you don't do as a totemic representation of obnoxiousness. And all of a sudden you knew one guy who was vegan and fucking annoying and you just can't stand those fucking vegans you know or you knew you had a shitty religious upbringing and so anybody who prays is a fucko you know and mm-hmm. it's like there's a big stew of weird complicated stuff going on but usually it doesn't come down to that simplicity of oh this thing annoyed me once therefore by proxy but there's so many more people just wailing about uppity vegans than there are uppity vegans well there's that in too almost I mean, any individual person's experience they have come across like the you know irritating vegans always telling you how vegan they are am I right thing yeah. so much more often than they actually and so like I mean to, to the extent that I think that a lot of people just kind of like hop on that bandwagon by proxy never have 
haven't even met in a vegan who's like, no, actually, I'm vegan. I said, oh, we can't do this. Oh, oh, you eat meat. Oh, I, I can't use that pan. It doesn't, you know, it's been yeah, used no, for no, me. I, I think that totally happens. Yeah. So it just, I mean, and then it just becomes like vegans just become this like pariah or whatever. Pariah is probably not the best word. Pinata is probably a better word, like yeah. a social pinata where it's just like yeah. everyone can just. You just met someone, but an easy joke you can make with them is lol vegans, am exactly. I right? In the same way that lol hipsters, am I right, is yeah. just this lazy fucking pinata thing. And I mean, like, I would say the same thing about, say, CrossFit, where mm, I cannot mm-hmm. think of anybody I know specifically personally who I've had a discussion about CrossFit with, where I'm like, this is a really good person to just CrossFit, but I also have never had that negative experience of that person who wouldn't shut up about CrossFit. I probably know people who do CrossFit, and I just don't know because they're not actually that CrossFit guy who will never shut the fuck up about CrossFit. Like Paul Ryan. We can all agree that Paul Ryan <laughs> is a shit pile of a person who also does CrossFit mm-hmm. and is lies, obnoxious lies about, about it. about his race times, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Let's let's hark back to like, remember when that was as bad as it got? Remember when Paul Ryan, like, like conspicuously cutting more than an hour off his best marathon time was like, that was the shit. We've got a live one now. Yeah. Politics is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see what this he like junior li- fucking senator lie? He said on camera. Can you yeah, believe he it? He said a thing that wasn't true of zero <laughs> consequence to anything. Let's talk about this for a fucking week. Yeah. Remember when? Remember when we had weeks, Jesse? Do you remember when there was still like remember. a thing could last an entire week? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my I think god, my level Josh. might be a little bit high after. All. Yeah. I just I'm dying. It's not, it's so bad. It's uh, so bad. So yeah, I, this is this is maybe this is really uh, I kind of like I on the one hand I don't want to talk negative stuff necessarily because mm-hmm. I enjoy the positive energy of chatting with you about yeah, stuff we enjoy. Sure. But it has been like a year and a half of like fucked up politics. Uh, and, yeah, and, and I don't. I'm not really interested in making the two guys talk about politics show yeah, any no, more no, no, than no. I am any yeah. of the other ones. But it's you know it's hard not to just acknowledge the elephant in the room. Yeah, let's, is let's, that we live in a fucking insane country in the, in the death spiral right now. Yeah, there is. It's it's a very fucking weird time, and it's been very stressful and very disheartening, and it's had a huge impact on my working life. You right. Know, I mean, I I like continuing to run Metafilter, continuing to be happy I'm running Metafilter, continuing to be really pleased that I have that you know, opportunity at this point, like the big thing for me this year was like middle of last year, I ended up taking ownership of it instead of just basically running, which I've been doing for a couple of years previous. So, uh, now I've got even more like literal financial stakes in it, but the same sort of emotional stakes in it that I've had for a decade now. And it's kind of, it's just a shitty time. It's a shitty time for everybody, everybody on the site, everybody working on the site. It's just like when, the geopolitical scene, the American political scene is as weird and fucked up and just depressingly bad as it is. It's like, that sucks. It sucks for everybody. It's what everybody's talking about because you can't look away, but it's also so tiring to be talking about it all the time. So it's been, that's part of like, for me, whatever else was going on in our respective lives and whatnot in the last year and a half, two years I don't remember exactly how long it was since the last proper episode. 250 years. In the last, since, since, since the founding of uh, the United States of America, mm-hmm. we haven't recorded a, a, a podcast. Um, <laughs> if we knew then what we know now. Yeah, we never would have. <laughs> what were we thinking? I've been sort of distracted by just how shitty everything is, yeah. you know? Yeah, and there's no retreat. I mean, it's because of the nature of your job is there's never not 
a coal fire burning underneath this city of <laughs> like, Metafilter. Like in that episode of The Simpsons, yeah. <laughs> right, like, right, it gives more of a tire fire because it's uh, obvious and smells like shit. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just never not, people are never not up in arms in a given moment, and it's never not your job to be the final arbiter of anything that comes out of that. Yep. So it's not to weird, put words in your mouth, but that's no, my no, that's, impression. That, that's, that's definitely, that's a good characterization. It's, it's I, I do not have the luxury of getting away from it is the yeah. most frustrating thing. Like I heartily encourage everybody else on MetaFilter as often as I can to like, Hey, go fucking read something fun. Enjoy parts of the site that you actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. Get away from the tire fire. Do not bury yourself in politics. Do not just make yourself like, don't guilt yourself into following this closely and burning yourself out because that's a real phenomenon where people feel like it's their obligation to be up to the minute. On yeah. It. Like they feel like they're, I mean, I, I'm speaking more for myself than anyone else, where it's like I have to actually push back against this feeling that, like, I have to know the worst of what's going on all the yeah. time. I have to be aware of it and cognizant of it. Yeah. And it turns out I actually don't because it doesn't actually help anything for me to know every single yeah, thing you every know, single I mean, second. I, there's, there, there's, a, there's some space in between, like, just, you know, Ludovico treatment, never blinking, never looking away, sort of full on immersion in the awfulness. And, you know, moving out into the woods and living free from news as whatever right. the fuck that. Right. Or I guess was. the equivalent being like, well, politics have always been fucked and always be fucked and all politicians are full of shit and politics, you know, this is just another blip in the radar and why people who have feelings about it are stupid. Yeah. Because I think that is kind of the realistic opposite extreme, which is sort of like the South Park take on everything, which is just like, if you have opinions, you're an idiot. Yeah. This um, sort of reactionary nihilism. Yeah. And, and I think that that is you know, pretty common, you know, you run into that a lot outside of Metafilter mostly, but um, people who are just like, you know, oh, are you upset about that? Well, you know, us cynical people have known that it's been like this the whole time, blah, blah, blah. And it's just such a fucking lazy cop. Yeah. It irritates me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's frustrating. And I think that is a common, like you said, that's like the common place where people land. Cause I mean, there's, it's tempting, you know, I mean, there is a temptation to just tell yourself that, Oh, well, actually I've gotten caught up in thinking that I need to care about this. And maybe the answer is to convince myself that there's nothing to care about. And, you know, I can, I can even sympathize to a degree with choosing that interpretation. Like I can't get there myself. Like I don't believe that that is the case. I think politics has always been fucked for sure. For sure. But I think, there's a distinction in how fucked it usually was, which was a relatively mannered, somewhat saner thing in a lot of ways than what we have right now, which is just like bizarre. There sure was decorum that yeah. doesn't longer exist. And I'm not like, I'm um, not but a, also like, it's more like it's so transparent when someone's using that argument as a way of, of not investing in anything because yeah. they actually just don't care, but they're yeah. trying to sound smart about not caring instead of lazy about not caring. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. I swim around a lot in that and I struggle with how much to, sort of like try versus sort of the self-care attempt to get away from stuff. And I think to some extent, like I've, I've come to the conclusion that my job is going to keep me plugged into a certain degree, whether I want it or not. And I need to like say, okay, that is enough. I don't need to like use my spare time Mm -hmm. to dig in on this because I'm already going to get it 40 hours a week, essentially. So, right. Right. And, and for me, kind of my best case scenario is to, stay plugged in enough to know what 
need, you know, needs a response in a certain way yeah. and that, that I can stay like politically active or go out or communicate with people or, you know, do a little bit of like talking people out of dumb takes a yeah. little bit in my immediate yeah. social circle, you know, staying focused on the things I can actually like move the puck a tiny bit in, which necessitates for me not staying up to the second on every single possible issue yeah. because then you just have an emotional drainage that just keeps prevents you from actually making forward progress. Yeah, in I can tell I, I can tell you more than I want to ever have been able to tell you about like the minutia of clusterfuckery in the Trump administration right. and, the, and the the White House and his cabinet. And none of it is anything that I have any kind of control over. Like like the fundamental issue there is like the fucking president doesn't seem to know what he's doing with his cabinet. Right. I, some guy over in Portland, am not going to have any effect on that. You know, <laughs> right. it's just, it is a fucking clown show and it's not one over which I have any kind of control. Like, you know, to an extent, like I have the ability as a citizen and a constituent to be like, Hey, local representatives, you know, here's how I feel about this. But you know, we live in a state that actually has really solid progressive Dems who are on there. I mean, Ron Wyden, you'd hardly ask, it would be hard to ask for someone more consistently willing to basically go do the thing that you would expect mm -hmm. people to go out and shout at their senators. Yeah, and so I like Blumenauer. Yeah, we do. We do okay here. <sighs> Politics. Yes. Okay. So that's Let's talk forty-five about, minutes yeah. about how we're not going to do forty-five minutes on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I right. I think we need to. We just need to. That needs to be touched upon, and it's not my goal to have that just be what I there are people who unhelpfully have, contribute to the conversation yeah. of constantly by way of this podcast. So. Yeah, there there are very good politically oriented and activist oriented podcasts out there who are going to talk in more detail and more erudition than we could ever muster sure. on the details. But that is definitely the context of the last couple of years uh, since we were actually putting the show out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it has a day to day effect in my attitude and stuff. And I think that that to some extent underpins any conversation I have in any context, whether it's for this podcast or not. So I think that there's an exhaustion will come through in my fucking voice for sure. <laughs> and it's not because I don't care about you, our lovely listener, but uh, because I just, I'm so fucking tired of everything. Cool. Let's take, you want to take a break? Sure, let's take a break. Should we have breaks? Yeah, I, I mean, I like we're that. reinventing this yeah, whole this, shit the, now. This feels like a real natural spot for a break. So let's let's, like, let's effortlessly glide into it and not talk for like a solid fucking minute <laughs> about the concept. It's of taking really a break. important that we don't just, just sit there and yeah. point at the fact that we're segueing into a break. <laughs> as long as as long as we avoid that, everything else is fine. So I'm feeling I we I think we nailed that one to the wall. All right. And I think we're back. So another thing that I don't think we need to do with this podcast <laughs> is talk about what the what we want the podcast to be. But I think we had thrown around in the last 250 years when we were on hiatus. Yeah. We threw around some ideas. And one I liked was shorter, generally shorter. Yeah. And individual segments being a little shorter. Yeah. And maybe whatever. Maybe there's some deep rabbit hole that just demands to be explored, like um, some microscopic nuance of a game in the Metal Gear Solid series. <laughs> <laughs> but think, for the most part, I think we can kind of skip off things a little bit more quickly. I, I, than we I, have I think to. that's a good idea. I think I think there's something to be said for establishing a, a baseline of shorter segments, and then the occasional tall poppy. All right. Mm -hmm. I like every guest we've had has been really amazing, and it's more work for us to arrange a guest and do the whole song and dance. Nice. But they're also, I mean, they're also always just kill it, and I love yeah. it, and I love the chance to talk with people and 
expose, you know, maybe our listener might have found us through one guest and then they get introduced to another guest on the next episode. Yeah. And that's cool, I think. Big old network effect. So um, some of that would be good. We don't have a guest today. No, we don't. Um, that's but because, what we do that's have, because this is my treat. Uh, that that didn't work. I was, trying, I was trying to say like, it was like, like it's a treat, but then it, that sounds like I'm picking up the check, which doesn't work, especially since you brought the beer. Right. So let's, let's move on. Right. See, that's a segment we can just get away from right now. Let's right. just not dwell on for, my for the first time I brought the beer. Night. Yeah. So I have, uh, what I have done is collected a list of potential topics. It looks like I have, uh, between 20 and 30 little half sentence fragments that uh, that I've been kind of jotting down with the expectation that we would be just hopping right back into making right, the right. podcast any day now. Right. Um, so that list has grown more quickly than it's shrunk for the most part, because I don't delete things when I forget what they mean. Uh, <laughs> so so with some of these are going to be real fast. Car wash. Does that mean anything to you? Car wash, like the song car wash. It Going doesn't to a car say. Wash? Did you ever, were you ever traumatized by a car wash when there's, you were a kid? There's two words on this well, no, list. I, I, I understand. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to move through the territory here. Like, okay. Like that's a thing, like being traumatized by car washes as a kid. Did you? Uh, I don't know if I was ever traumatized. I may have been, I definitely had weird dreams, possibly nightmare style dreams about the car wash as a kid. But I don't remember specifically being in a car wash and being terrified. I think I had I had a certain number of smothering nightmares as a kid, as mm. I stop and think about it. I didn't know that I knew that about myself, but I'm thinking back. There were a few where like it was just like I the first time I saw an avalanche on television, uh, my dad was like watching TV. We're living out in boring Oregon. Uh, we were at my grandma's house for mm -hmm. a year. This actual listener, actual name actual, of the city. Actual, in actual Oregon. boring Oregon. I think yeah. as in mining. But boy, it's, it's actually pretty dull out there, too. Mm. But we're watching TV at my grandma's house and uh, an avalanche is on television for some reason. I don't know if my dad was watching a movie or watching mm -hmm. the news or something. Avalanche but channel. My dad's watching the TV. There's an avalanche. Yeah, it was the avalanche channel. Uh, this is back in like 1986. So, you know, that was one of the big three at ABC, NBC and the avalanche channel. <laughs> T-A-C. Uh, yeah. And I see this thing and it's just like a bunch, bunch of snow moving around I'm, and I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm like, is that clouds? And I think I was a like, A bunch hey, of snowmen around? Snow moving around. Snow I'm sorry. It's the, it's that this, was not intentional. It's this Pabst APA. It's, yeah. It comes on strong Ooh. with its 4.7 or whatever. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking at the TV and I don't know what I'm looking at. And mm -hmm. I'm like, it's like big fluffy clouds or something. And I'm like, dad, what is that? And he's like, oh, that's an avalanche. I'm like, what's an avalanche? He's like, oh, it's when snow comes down a mountain. And I sort of look at it. I was like, oh, that's a lot of snow. It's like, it's just rolling along. That night, I have this dream where I'm playing on the swing set with my sister out in the backyard of my grandma's house. Grandma does not have a swing set. This was this apparently started as a wish fulfillment fantasy. Mm -hmm. And then immediately my brain was like, oh, remember the thing you learned earlier about snow that moves along like by the metric hundreds of tons? It's a good time to work through that. Yeah. Says yeah. Brain. My brain's like, OK, what if that was on the horizon? And instead of coming down a mountain, it just sort of marched along a half a mile mm. high across the horizon towards you. Mm -hmm. And I look over it and I'm like, oh, buddy. And me and my sister are both like, oh, we got to get out of here. So we get off the swing set, except for my foot gets caught. I can't get it off the swing set. And my sister runs off oh, and wow. gets in the car and the car drives off. And I'm stuck on the swing set and I barely get my foot free when it's getting closer to this giant wall of snow just coming in. I'm hundred miles an hour. Uh, and I turn to run from it, but then there's the barbed wire fence, which we actually did have. Mm. And I'm like, Oh shit, I don't want to get hurt. And so I see the snow closing in around me like a fucking like George Lucas, like Iris lens effect on mm -hmm. a edit. And then I wake up terrified, mm. uh, you know, five, six years old, something like that. Uh, and that's, that's, that's what I have to say about car washes. About the car washes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Harrowing. 
Yep. As I mean, one of the first uh, intense like GoPro videos I saw, it was probably linked off Metafilter, was a guy starting to ski down a hill and then it's an avalanche overtakes him and he is under you know the snow for a very long time hyperventilating yeah. thinking he's going to die and then to spoil the ending there is, <laughs> is rescued ah, and damn it's, it. it's i mean you you just realize you haven't breathed in the last five minutes while you've been watching this video on yeah. vimeo or whatever yeah and uh it was pretty it was pretty affecting so, i remember yeah. that yeah that was yeah yeah that. i love a fucking car wash I yeah. really do. I find them incredibly meditative. I mean, an automatic car wash, not the kind where you wash your own car. Yeah. Because fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I want an automatic car wash that costs $8 and does nothing but gets the car wet because yeah, I just want to yeah, sit yeah. in the car and listen to these like sounds, like womb-like, you know, vibrations coming from every direction. That's the noodles slapping on the car and the, I don't know. It's something really, really soothing about it. I have like, a, I, I, I understand womb-like in this context, yeah. but I also like... Like, you, your, your mom didn't get her belly slapped by wet noodles while you were incubating <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the you womb. Know, that's what the womb is like. <laughs> well, just that every all sounds feel like a layer re removed from what you're... Because sure. it's all like, you know, I don't know. It's more like a chrysalis. Like yeah. going through an automatic car wash. No, I, I'm on board with the met. I, I think I think I may find womb like just a little bit like. Does anybody really think? Oh, it's like I when I was in the womb. Does anybody like 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 literally think? Oh, remember when I was inside another person's body? You I know, do. Like, it feels it feels like it feels like a very intimate metaphor to throw around. Basically, right? Like it feels like. Uh, that's a very specific set. Like, like the people I can most credibly imagine saying something was womb-like rather than just like cozy and sort of whatever mm -hmm. would be people like really, really high talking about yeah. like the psychotropic experience. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't know I had feelings about this, but apparently it just feels okay. Don't say yeah. womb-like. <laughs> just write that down. Note. Write yeah. that at the bottom. Let's <laughs> just write womb-like, and then three years from now when we get to it. <laughs> I can talk about. We'll car see if washes. our opinions have changed at all. Um, but no, I hear you on the effect. Like the I idea, really like, like it, and I like. I, I don't know. I like so much so that the last time I went through one, I was like, I wish I had any talent for making a VR experience, and I would just make a oh man non-interactive, just sitting in a car while an amazing car wash happens, automatic car wash happens around you. That is it, and that I would is use a it as just like a idea. meditative thing. No, that's great. I really like. I think there should definitely be. A VR car wash experience. No, I, I, I like them too. And it's interesting. I remember being slightly older kid, like, you know, probably by the time I was like seven or eight, you know, a car wash was something that I was like totally on board with. Cause yeah, it was kind of rad. It was like, mm -hmm. it, it was like, you know, albeit shitty, mm -hmm. it was like an amusement park ride, you know, and it was a cheap is. one and yeah. you could just talk your parents into doing it sometimes. Right. Yeah. I'm for it. I've checked off car, right, wash, car wash from our Excellent. list. All yeah, right. We, we nailed it. Uh, Josh's teenage niece, dumb questions. Uh, <laughs> I've got a teenage niece. You, this was one when you told me to make this note, you assured me you would know what that meant when the time to came. To be fair, I may have been <laughs> estimating a shorter time window. Like, I think within three we months, also, I might I think we're known. at a barbecue and having a few. Yeah, that, that's probably, that's probably a couple. Good. I'm going to guess. Okay, so I've got a, I've got a teenage niece. Mm -hmm. um, so that much I'm pretty sure about. Okay. I, I, think, I think I've and nailed down that part. also, yeah. presumably. Yeah, yeah. She was probably like just hitting her teens then. She's still in her teens now. Mm -hmm. I think we may have been talking about the idea of having her on a guest, as a guest. And then basically asking questions that we assumed would seem dumb to teenagers. Okay. 
But beyond that, I don't know. Okay. Well, should I keep it? Should we? Yeah, no, keep should it. Should we do that list. idea? Yeah, yeah. We should definitely come back to that, develop a little bit. Okay. Uh, she might She might enjoy it. Okay. She's just old enough now that, like, she's properly, like, 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 when you're 13, you're a teen, but, like, you aren't, like, really a teen until you're, like, like, I feel like 15, 16 is real proper. Like, you're right. starting to take yourself seriously as a budding adult, but you're still definitely a teenager, and that's, mm-hmm. that's the exact moment so, where you get, like, she was, a, she was 13 250 years ago yeah and is yeah now 16 yeah back in literally colonial williamsburg okay. she was 13 okay josh you own twitter now <laughs> what that one was me i think yeah i'm gonna say so i like, had this idea was this oh do you remember yeah i think oh, so okay. tell me more well i don't remember i mean a lot of my these guess, i wrote it down like thinking like i'll remember all this context when I'm gonna, it comes I, up. my guess is that you wrote it down like that was a prompt like i own twitter now i'm mm-hmm. gonna fix twitter after i was probably angrily yelling about twitter at a barbecue guessing from no the- i think i was just on twitter and uh, and i was just you know appreciating how much how frustrated so many of the people who i'm close to that I interact with a lot on Twitter, hate Twitter and hate how Twitter is handling a lot of shit right now. And so I just wanted to, as you as being a community manager on a website had must have some idea. Okay. You know, if the, tomorrow yeah. you woke up. Okay. So here's and all MetaFilter had been a dream and uh, you are head of Twitter. Yeah. So there's okay. But there's, Twitter's exactly the way it is today. There, there, there's two versions of this scenario. Um, like both of these are obviously impossible. No one's going to put me in charge of Twitter because I'm I about just, to. If you pass this interview sure. question, <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realize the stakes. <laughs> no, but but okay. So like the two fantasy scenarios we can consider here are: mm-hmm. I'm in charge of Twitter and also some sort of like Leto two God Emperor figure where my word is law and I can make the changes I want to make. Period. Mm-hmm. The other one that is maybe more interesting to me because I think it represents a closer slice of what reality could look like if someone lost their mind is I somehow get the job to be in charge of Twitter and I have a fairly limited window to do the shit I'm going to do before I am out the door because they are not going to put up with that shit. So can I put myself in a panic room and get enough shit done Mm. to the culture of Twitter Mm -hmm. to leave behind an improved situation even after I'm summarily executed by the board? Sure. Well, I guess, A, do you feel like it's your moral duty in that situation to try to affect a positive change in how Twitter works? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And B, how do you, how do you come at that? Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. See, I wish <laughs> I wish I had prepared notes because like, I, I have in my heart answers to this question, but I'd like to like deliver them really, really cogently. Right. And instead, this is Pabst American Pale Ale one and a half improvised mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what you That's do. That's what our listeners want. Yes. You suddenly invest a ton of money in building out a team to process and manage and research bands. And you start with the low hanging fruit and you get rid of just literally all the Nazis. You mm-hmm. know what? If you accidentally sort of seemed a little bit like a Nazi, you're gone. If you Easy. accidentally sort of seemed a little bit like a racist or a homophobe, not, not like in a, well, you're a little bit conservative and you're not sure, but you know, throwing slurs around mm-hmm. ever period, go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. I realize implementing this carefully will involve some collateral damage because you have to figure out how to not decimate the internal use of term in in communities and minority communities thing. So there's again, this is the improvised beer version. Sure. But the basic idea is it is not that difficult to figure out 90 percent of the use cases for people flirting with fucked up shit on Twitter. 
and you just ban all of them. You just ban all and, of them immediately. And you no come discussion. at that like you, the way you're doing that is not like, I'm going to invest a ton in algorithms that no, no, determine no, yeah, You hire thing. a bunch of people. You just hire a bunch of eyeballs. And you make them use their eyeballs yeah. and you give them all a big red button and you say, okay, here's <laughs> the parameters for just like the low hanging fruit. Right. There's a lot of really fucking low hanging fruit. It's not hard to find. Mm-hmm. Just go do. It's something that has been mumbled about that I don't know the exact uh, circumstances around is that Twitter already by necessity has m- means of filtering out Nazi content as a condition Germany, of yeah, them existing in yeah, Germany. Yeah, Germany requires them to not allow a whole lot of Nazi shit that is somehow complicated gray area stuff outside of Germany. Right. And it's like, that's a, that's a, that's a good example of, I think there is the reality of a business need versus the optics of not having an explicit hardline business need. If someone says you're out of the country unless you do this and you can make money by operating in that country, you do that. Mm-hmm. And Twitter has, by all appearances, done that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this happens in the video game industry a lot too. Like, like Germany specifically, for example, has restrictions on any kind of like Nazi imagery mm-hmm. or whatnot in video games and video game companies, you know what, they put out an alternate version in Germany. Mm. A lot of countries have limitations on specific aspects of violent representation um so it's there's a lot of, there's a lot of bullshit i am sure there's a huge amount of bullshit and i think fundamentally there's a, just a cultural problem where and this is like the fundamental thing and this is where i turn into more of like you know an anti-capitalist than probably in practice i really am right but a whole lot of and this you hate is the just, first amendment yeah that too uh, uh it was the first <laughs> more like the worst amendment uh, Second Amendment, more like the poorly, re- well, actually, I do think it's poorly reckoned. But anyway, the point is corporate social media is super fucked. And that's the problem with Twitter. That's a problem with Facebook. That's a problem with everything is they are not operating with the goal of being good social media platforms, period. That's all there is to it. Like, that's the fundamental fucking problem. And that's why you have to get in there and destroy as much stuff from the inside mm. on top as you can before they get you out of the panic room because what you have to do to Twitter to fix it is destroy it. Mm-hmm. Like there's just, there is no way that Twitter as it operates as a growth strategy shareholder business fixes itself because they have no corporate interest in fixing themselves. It would be so expensive relative to projections of growth for Twitter to do the right thing. And that's the thing It's literally do the right thing or meet your quarterly projections. And they're never going to choose do the right thing. It's just not going to happen. So you have to put someone in top. And, and in this case, theoretically, that's me who finds a way to just so thoroughly sabotage the idea of hitting those quarterly projections that the only option they have left is like, well, I guess we could at least make a good product. Like, I think that's what it comes down to is someone has to be willing to trick the shareholders into creating something of worth instead of getting their dividends. Like that's, you know, it's, it's that bad. And that's a really fucking cynical way to look at it. But I think it's also like, Picture fucking perfect. Like there is no way Twitter is going to choose to lose a ton of money. And there is no way that Twitter with our current setup is going to fix things without losing a ton of money. So instead, they're just going to muddle along and sort of do half-assed hash measures until they manage to lose so much money anyway that they don't have anything else they can do besides either burn the company down or turn it into a 
better social media platform. Well, what propels them to do the latter in that situation rather than the former? Catastrophic failure of the business, leaving it in the hands of true believers. But what even in that situation? Yeah, the true believers part, I guess. Like, yeah. I, think, I think basically whoever gets uh, stuck with the glass cliff, essentially. Right. You know, or possibly whoever comes after them does it. And, and there's a very good chance that, yeah, instead what happens is just the whole thing goes fucking south and it shudders into. Is months. that a net good? At this point, I don't know. I mean, if if it had happened mid two thousand sixteen, yes. Mm-hmm. Like as as absurd as it sounds, and like I don't a hundred percent like believe this necessarily, but I think there's a reasonably good argument that the American political situation would be less fucked if Twitter had not been in operation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I know certainly the ensuing you know year and a half of uh, Trump's presidency so far would have been far less galling. Yeah. And that's that's so fucked up. That's so weird and absurd that that would be the case. But yeah, no, I think I think at a certain point you have to stop and look at like the platform you're providing. And I had the same criticisms of Reddit, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty of good stuff on Twitter. There's plenty of good stuff on Reddit. I enjoy my time on Twitter by and large. I have friends on Twitter who I interact primarily there. You know, I would be hesitant to kill my Twitter account as much as I have huge criticisms of Twitter because mm-hmm. I don't think I would necessarily accomplish much by that because I don't have that much influence and also i have a whole bunch of people who i don't know how i would port that over somewhere else right like i spend time on mastodon and there's like a dozen people i hang out with on twitter who hang out on mastodon and i think that's really great but that's like a a tiny chunk of my twitter interactions but yeah i don't know i think i think at a certain point you look at your platform and you say this is really fucked up i am Mm -hmm. enabling really shitty behavior then you have to make a ethical decision about whether to continue doing that or not and Basically, I think you kind of know you're making the wrong decision when you decide not to do something about it, but you do it anyway because there's all these other incentives. Right. You know, and I'm sure Jack and everybody involved in management and certainly everybody, you know, in a position to make continued money off Twitter looks at that and, you know, has complicated feelings about it. But those complicated feelings. Right. I don't think anyone looks in the mirror and says time for another day of ruthless capitalism where I care nothing about the social consequences of what I do. Yeah. Even the people who are in effect, essentially like making that decision, they aren't aren't seeing it that way. And that's, you know, that's part of the problem, I think. But uh, yeah, so that's what I would do. I would burn it all down. I was going to say, so like you would show up at the house, you would kick all the Nazis out of the house and then you would burn the house down with everyone else in it. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then and then we would all take the salvageable chunks of, you know, two by four and Mm -hmm. and plywood, the melted copper. Yeah. And we would build a much smaller house Mm -hmm. and we would like the first thing we do is build a little sign up front that says no Nazis. Mm-hmm. And then everybody who came over to like help build the smaller house, we'd point to the sign and we'd watch their reaction. If they're like, well, I don't know. Then we say, okay, then you can <laughs> right. leave. You can go. What? This is a platform that doesn't acknowledge both sides of an yeah, argument. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so okay, you know, bye. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think if you took Twitter and just got rid of literally anyone who was like, well, when you talk about getting rid of the Nazis, you'd be in pretty good shape. You'd be in pretty good shape. Okay. There'd be some perfectly nice people who have some seriously fucked up, unexamined worldview issues about like whether or not to carry water for Nazis who are otherwise perfectly nice people who you would be missing out on. It's a smaller community as a result, but you also wouldn't have any fucking Nazi sympathizing. And I think that'd be, I think that'd be a net. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out on a limb. This is a big one, but I think it's better if you don't have Nazi sympathizers in your community. Right. And that's, that's my crazy, crazy take. Twitter. Car Twitter. wash. Car uh, wash. Yes. And that's what my niece said to me, my teenage niece, when You're, I asked her a stupid oh, question. Oh, I'm checking that one off then, too. <sighs> um, 
Okay. If you, if you edit this, this is going to be a series of callbacks that make no sense. So I don't think that's any editing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't got no fucking patience anymore <laughs> for editing.